and this morning he is good. Hallelujah. And again I say, when we woke up this morning, the devil is what? Defeated. And Jesus is what? Lord. Hallelujah. When we woke up this morning, the devil is defeated. When we went to sleep, he was defeated. And tomorrow he's still defeated. And tomorrow Jesus is still Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So for this month, we've been treating press on. Hallelujah. Amen. Press on. Amen. Amen. So the scripture we've been using is Philippians 3.14. Philippians 3.14. And I read. He said, I press on towards the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So I want us to say, I press on. I press on towards the goal, towards the goal. for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Shall we, shall we say a word of prayer? Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your word. And we thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ, who is a living word. We thank you for your written word, Father, also this morning. And I pray, O oh Lord, as we talk about your word, Lord, that it shall fall on fertile soil in the mighty name of Jesus. I rebuke the devourer from coming to steal any word from anybody this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that it shall bear fruit according to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So this has been a topic we've been treating the whole month. It started with Adanote when we were snowstorm at home. Hallelujah. Amen. And then also uh, Auntie Gifty also uh, um, preached um, on the topic. And then Pastor was here and he did press on and persevere. Hallelujah. Last week. Amen. So today we continue with the press on. Hallelujah. Amen. So if we can remember one of the Scriptures I really enjoyed when Auntie Gifty preached was from Habakkuk 3.19. Hallelujah. Amen. In Habakkuk 3.19, he said, The Lord is my strength. Oh, did, did, you, 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 missed, you missed a shouting opportunity. I said, The Lord is my strength. He will make my feet like a deer's feet. And he will make me walk on my high heels. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord is our strength. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Okay. Amen. So this morning, I have a short message. We, today, we've earmarked it to give for Apostle Amponsa. Hallelujah. Our regional head as he's going on retirement. So I have a short message. We're going to pray. And then we do that also. Amen. 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 So Paul said, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. If anybody knows, we all know the Christian journey is not an easy one. The Lord Jesus didn't have it easy for sure when he was on earth. This is the son of God. Hallelujah. Amen. He was just as human as you and I. And he had to wait on his father for 30 years. Hallelujah. Then he was baptized by John the Baptist. Amen. Amen. 
And then from, from then on, his ministry started. Amen. And then I'm sure for that 30 years, no demons read up their face before Jesus. But it looks like once he was anointed, everywhere he went, they showed up some way, fashion or form. Hallelujah. Amen. He goes here and they show up. He goes there, they show up. And even in his own ministry, there was a thief in there, Judas Iscariot. Hallelujah. Amen. So the Christian journey is not easy. It's not easy. If anybody, that is why sometimes I have an issue with the prosperity message. Hallelujah. There's prosperity in Christianity, but it's not all about prosperity. Amen. Amen. There are real hardships that we go through for us to be refined as good. Hallelujah. Amen. So that when we show up before the Father, we are no weaklings. Amen. Amen. So if anybody is going to tell you that the Christian journey is an easy one, I'm sorry. Yours is coming very soon. If it hasn't come, it's coming. coming. I tell you, we are not going to be lying on the roses and, and, and cloud of air and then just be zooming through all the way to the end. Yours is coming, I can assure you. If you've been redeemed by the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Hallelujah. If Jesus has become a curse for you and he has redeemed you from the curse of the law, then yours is coming. Amen. For sure, I tell you that. And everybody here will be a witness. And if you tell me that you don't have it, then hmm, I I don't know. Come and see me. We we have to check if if you're authentic too. Amen. Amen. So let's go to 1 Timothy 6.12. So Paul tells Timothy, What kind of fight to fight? Hallelujah. He said, fight the good fight of faith. Amen. Amen. Some of us, we like to fight. Some of us, we are like, "Ah, let me go get it. But this morning, I want us going forward to fight the good fight of what? Faith. So the fight of faith is good. That's what Paul emphasizes. It's a good fight to fight. So that, he said, no hold on eternal life to which you were called and have confessed the good confession, not any confession, but what? The good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Hallelujah. So this morning, I want you to say, I will fight the good fight of faith. And I will lay hold on eternal life to which I have been called. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 The good fight of faith. Not just any fight, but the good fight of faith in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That's what I'm going to talk about this morning. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but we have challenges to our faith. Hallelujah. Sometimes I feel like quitting. Sometimes it is tough. It gets hard. You pull and it doesn't come. You push and it doesn't move. And then sometimes you ask, where is my God? Hallelujah. Sometimes you wonder. And that's where he will creep in. For sure he will creep in. As we are on the earth, he is our adversary. Lucifer, hallelujah, the fallen angel. Amen? He was once divine, 
Hallelujah. He, he, he's divine. Not, he, he, so he's still not he's spiritual. He's still not human. Hallelujah. He's a spirit, so he's divine. But he was once an angel in the presence of God. He used to be the chief worshiper. Hallelujah. And then he fell. He, I'm sure he, he knows what he has lost. And he wants to make sure that you don't attain it. The, the, that presence, that aura of God, that goodness of God, hallelujah. He knows for sure how good God is. He knows the love of the Father. Because if the Father wasn't loving, he could have struck him down. Hallelujah. And he will make sure that you don't make it. Hallelujah. But thanks be to God. Oh, Jesus said that do not worry, for I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. And Jesus overcame for us. That is why Paul makes emphasis that in Christ Jesus, that's one of the things of the epistles, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. We have this, in Christ. Because we cannot do it on our own, but the only way we do it is through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Sometimes we don't get what we ask for. You grind, you pray, you struggle, and it feels like God hasn't heard your prayer. You know, sometimes, you know, you, you, see, you read Mark 11, Jesus said that when you pray, believe that you have received it, right? So believe that you have received what? You have received what you pray for, right? And then it will be yours, right? So it's not that we are believing something, but we are believing what we have prayed for. Sometimes you are like, God, I have believed. And where is the answer? Hallelujah. And sometimes it feels like you, you turn left and right. You're like, God, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Sometimes we, we, we hang in there as long as we can. And you keep hanging on. You keep waiting. And sometimes it feels like the devil has won. I don't know about you. Sometimes I've felt that. I have felt that I have lost the battle. Sometimes I have felt defeated. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes I have asked God, where are you? I have asked that question. We've all had different circumstances and experiences. Hallelujah. Amen. And we've all been there, some way, fashion, or form. Hallelujah. Amen. It's never been easy. <laughs> some things come easy. Some things, sometimes you pray, boom, it's there. But other times too, you ask yourself, where is God? But this morning, I've come to tell you that we will fight the good fight of faith. Hallelujah. In Christ Jesus. Because we are not losers and we are not quitters, but in Christ Jesus, we will win for sure. Hallelujah. That's why Paul said that we are more than conquerors. Hallelujah. If we continue to believe in his word and stand on his word and say, Lord, I believe even when everything else is sinking, when everything looks bleak, everything looks dark, we shall see the light in Christ Jesus. And we say that we stand on this solid rock, on Christ, the solid rock we stand. 
Let everything else move. But the word of God will not move. Hallelujah. King Etekin said sometimes he, he takes the Bible and he'll put it on the floor and he'll stand on it. And he'll say, Lord, I'm standing on your word. Hallelujah. Literally standing on the word of God that I will not be moved. Hallelujah. Amen. But we have the Son of God. He is on our side. Hallelujah. So what are we going to do? We are going to press on. We are going to believe God. You know, I never knew this, but when God showed up to Abraham, and he said, I will make you a father of all nations, and he walked him out, and he said, look at the stars, right? At that time, Abraham was about 75 years old, and the promise tarried. It wasn't until Abraham was 100 years old when Isaac was born. Can you imagine headmaster Abraham walking around and his slaves having children? His slaves have a, a, a people to inherit. Amen? Amen? And Abraham had nobody. And he would go and tell this one, do that. Still making preparations for Isaac. He was still building wealth for Isaac. And all around him, everybody had a son. And his wife was barren. Can you imagine why? You know, you know why the wife said, go and take Hagar, right? Because it's not easy. You can imagine the, 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 the slaves, the servant, will laugh at her. So sometimes we read it, and we read it in two minutes, so we think that it was not hard. We think it was easy. But God showed up to Abraham, and he said that, I have changed your name. The God who called things which are not as if they are. Hallelujah. He showed up, and he said, your name, and he still didn't have the promise, child. He said, your name shall be Abraham, not Abraham. God actually forced Abraham into believing. So now Abraham had to go around and tell everybody, my name is Abraham, not Abram anymore. Hallelujah. And then people will ask, what does that mean? And Abraham will say that I'm the father of many nations. And then they look left and right and say, where is the nation? Hallelujah. But if he wasn't their master, they would have laughed at him. Everybody there worked for him. If you laugh at him, you'll be fired. Hallelujah. Amen. So then, Abraham said that. So he wakes up in the morning. He calls himself Abraham. That's why in Romans 4, he says that, and Abraham was fully persuaded. This morning, we are going to be fully persuaded that what God has said, he is able to do it. That's what the scripture said. Some of us, sometimes we have been some persuaded, but this morning we are going to be fully persuaded. Fully persuaded that he is our healer. Fully persuaded that he is our provider. Fully persuaded that he is with us. Fully persuaded that we shall never lose. Fully persuaded that we are winners. Fully persuaded that we stand on Christ Jesus. Fully persuaded that your name has changed from Nathan to Nathanham. Hallelujah. 
fully persuaded in God. But we have the increase, not the decrease. Hallelujah. Fully persuaded. My name is not Kofi anymore. My name is Kofi Ham, if I can say that. Hallelujah. Now your name is not Kwame anymore. Your name is Kwame Ham. Hallelujah. Will I get a hand in this house this morning? Oh, let me get a hand for Jesus. Hallelujah. For Christ Jesus. Because he said the promise was to Abraham and his seed. So, Galatians 3.13. And we knew that God did this for you and I. Hallelujah. He said that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. Right? But he said, curse is everyone who hung on the tree. Let's go on to 14. This is, this is the reason. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon who? Upon who? Oh, I want to hear, say, say me. Upon who? That the blessing of Abraham might come upon you. In Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. This is why he came to redeem us. This is why he redeemed us from the curse of the Lord. This is why he hung on the tree for you and for me. For he said, curse is everyone who hangs on the tree. Hallelujah. We press on. Press on. Somebody say, press on. Toward the goal. For the prize of the upper call in Christ Jesus. And in Christ Jesus, I have the promises of Abraham. And the blessing of Abraham is mine. Hallelujah. In Christ Jesus. I've always read Luke 8. Let's go to Luke 8. But the Lord showed me a, a different version of it. So Luke 8, 40. Luke 8, 40. And I read from the New American Standard Version. And he said, as Jesus was returning, Jesus had gone to heal that the demoniac in Gennesaret, the, 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 the guy who had the legion, right? And he was coming back. And when he came back, you know, that there was something that, there was the nice thing. It, actually, when Jesus healed that guy, the people were scared. They haven't seen a madman in the same mind before. Somebody who would not wear clothes. The Bible says he tore his clothes. He was naked. By the time they came, they saw him sitting at the feet of Jesus, fully clothed, in his right mind. It scared them. So they, they told him to leave. And Jesus said something. Uh, Jimama, sorry, let's go back to, <laughs> I didn't turn on this, 30, 39. 39. And with, Jesus said, return to your own house and tell them what great things God has done for you. Hallelujah. Amen. The great things that God has done for us. We are going to press on for those great things. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The great things that God has done for you. Amen. Amen. Uh, I, 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 I digressed a little bit. Let me go. Come on. So 40. Luke 8, 40. And Jesus was returning. 
The people welcomed him, for he had been waiting, they had been waiting for him. And a man named Jairus, king, he was an official of the synagogue. So this guy was spiritual. He was a, 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 a big guy in there, Jairus. I'm sure he knew the law. Hallelujah. But there was something greater than the law that day. Something greater than the law of Moses. Something greater than the Torah. The living word himself. He was standing there. Oh, hallelujah. Blessed be Jesus. Hallelujah. So he came to him. He fell at the feet of Jesus. He was desperate. Desperate. The situation was dire. Hallelujah. Amen. The Holy Spirit was like, the situation was dire at that time. And he began to urge him. He was urging him, please, Lord Jesus, come to my house. For my only daughter, only about 12 years old, she was dying. But as he went, the crowd were pressing against him. This morning, I want us to see, the Holy Spirit wants us to see the situation from Jairus' view. We've been fascinated about this miracle, about the raising up of Tabitha, right? We've been fascinated about it. But the Holy Spirit wants you to see from the point of view of Jairus. He knew his daughter was sick. He had been searching for Jesus, desperately searching for Jesus. And I'm sure they had told him that he had taken the boat and they went to the other side of the lake. So he, he's probably hanging around, waiting around the shore, waiting for Jesus to come back. Hallelujah. Because Jesus, that was when Jesus was going, and then the winds came and he was asleep, and then the disciples were afraid, and he woke up and he, and he, he rebuked the wind, right? And then he came, he went and delivered the man, and he came back. Darius was desperate. I don't, know, I don't know how long it took, but the whole time, Jairus was waiting on Jesus. He was desperately looking for Jesus because he knew there was nothing humanly possible to be done about the situation that he was in. Nothing humanly possible. Jairus had probably called the doctor that he had at that time. He probably tried every medicine that there is to try, but his daughter was dying. Hallelujah. So when Jesus came, I'm sure Jairus was the first person to run to the shore. And he said, Lord Jesus, I need you. Lord Jesus, I'm desperate. Desperate for a synagogue man to go lie down at the feet of Jesus. It was a desperate situation. Hallelujah. But then, as Jesus was going, something else happened. The lady with the issue of blood, she got a healing that time. So what? Jesus had to stop. <laughs> I am sure Jairus was like, what is going on? Who is this lady? Why? We got to go now. Hallelujah. Because at that time, I'm sure Jairus hasn't seen Jesus raise anybody from the dead. I don't know if uh, uh, Lazarus had been raised yet. I don't know. I, I have to check. But I'm sure that he, need, he has seen Jesus heal the sick. Amen? Amen? He has seen him heal the sick. He has seen the lame walk. He has seen the blind see. So for Jairus, he knew that if Jesus would get to his daughter alive, he can make her whole. Hallelujah. 
That was the mindset of Jairus. So that's what Jairus was going. And the lady with the issue of blood came and crossed him. Oh, I am sure he was not happy. Sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes we are pressing on. We are pushing. And then another five pounds come. And then something else comes to knock us out of the way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to skip with the lady with the issue of blood. And I'm going to go to 49. Luke 8, 49. And whilst he was speaking, someone came from the house of the synagogue official, Jairus, saying, your daughter has died. Sometimes the situation feels dead. You've done everything that you can do. And then you watch it dwindle, 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 dwindle. And then boom, it dies off. Oh, but we have a God. We have a Jesus who is on our side, who is our high priest. And Jesus, look at what Jesus said. When you read the scripture, you see how, uh, how much faith we can learn from Jesus. So Jesus said this. He said, your daughter has died. Do not trouble the teacher anymore. But when Jesus heard this, he was just as human as you and I were. Anointed with the Holy Spirit. Amen. And with power, right? And, when, and we have the Holy Spirit. And he said, when the Holy Spirit comes, you shall receive what? Power. Amen. Sometimes we think that because he's a son of God, it came easy for him. No. He said that he had to come in the flesh so that he would defeat who? Him who had power through death, right? He came in the flesh and then through death, that he defeated him who had the power over us, but with death, right? So he was just as flesh as you and I. Blood flowed through his, his veins. He ate, hallelujah. He drank water. So listen to what Jesus said. Jesus said, do not, I love this new uh, American Standard Version. He said, do not be afraid any longer. So even when Jairus came to Jesus, he was still afraid. Right? When he begged Jesus and Jesus was still taking him to his house, Jairus was still afraid. Jesus turned to him. He said, do not be afraid. Oh, but what? Only believe and, and she will be made well. This morning, I've come to tell you to press on. Fight the good fight of faith. And do not be afraid, but only believe, only believe in the Lord God Almighty that what he has said, he is able to do it. Hallelujah. And he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. Hallelujah. And then, so after that, Jairus, then Jesus said something. And when he came to the house, he did not allow anyone to enter with him except John James and the girl's father. Now they were weeping and mourning. Can you imagine Darius after what Jesus had told him? Do not be afraid. Only believe. Jesus told him that where the uh, woman with the issue of blood was made well, right? 
Now they walk to the house. They get there, ah, and the people are crying. Me, 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 me. And then now, Jairus, put yourself in his shoes. His only daughter. I'm sure he probably cried. I'm sure. If you're a father, and they tell you your only child has died, if it doesn't rip through your heart, I don't know what will. I'm sure Jairus cried. But then Jairus did not look at the circumstances around him. He remembered the word of Jesus, the living word of God, and he said, only believe. Only believe. Only believe. Only believe. All things are possible. says about us. Hallelujah. And then Jesus went there and Jesus said, stop weeping for she has not died. That is the Jesus was talking in faith. Hallelujah. He was speaking in faith. So he said she has only died. Why? Because he was going to wake her up from the dead. So Jesus said that she was dead he would have to do CPR. Hallelujah. But he wasn't going to do CPR. He was going to call her up yes. and tell her to sit up. Yes. That is faith. When you look at the death situation, yes. you tell the death situation, yes. you look at it, you say, Satan, yes. it is not dead, yes. but it is only asleep. Yes. But I believe in the word of God yes. that this situation will wake up. Yes. And in Jesus' name, it will wake up. In Jesus' name, it will wake up. I don't know how bad it is. I tell you, it might look dead. But we are going to look with the eye of faith and not with the natural eye. And we are going to say, this situation is not dead. But this situation is alive because of Jesus. Hallelujah. Because I am in Christ Jesus. So this situation is not dead, but it is alive in Jesus' name. And we will believe and stand on the word of God and it will come to pass. Because he is not a man that he will lie. He will always come to me. No matter what, his words shall always come to pass. It might take one day. It might take an hour. It might take a minute. It might take a second. But the word of God is living. Because heaven and earth will pass away. But his words shall never pass away. And his word will always come to Somebody say glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. So what did Jesus do? When he got to the dead girl who he called her to be asleep, the Bible says that, let's, let's read it, 54. He said that he put them all aside. He took her by hand. One of the things the Holy Spirit told me was that the girl was cold. She was dead. 
she was cold. When Jesus took her by the hand, she was dead. But Jesus did not start blowing tongues. Hallelujah. He did not retreat. He, you know why? Because his father, he said that the things I do, it is not I, but my father. The things I say, it is not I, but my father. So there is faith in the word of God. Hallelujah. There is power in the word of God. And the faith will release the power in the word of God. So God had told Jesus that he will raise her up. God had told him to say that the girl is sleeping. So your situation, I know it is not good. I know you are not well. But it said that he took our sins upon the cross, right? I know you are sick. He said he took our sins upon the cross that we might be dead to sin in 1 Peter 2.24 and arise to righteousness and by his stripes we are healed. There is power in that word to make you whole. There is power in that word but the faith will release that power. Nothing else but faith in the word of God. Hallelujah. So Jesus believed what his father told him. He took the girl's hand. She was cold. Hallelujah. He didn't look at left and right. You know what he did? He got rid of all the unbelievers. Do you realize that? All those who were crying, he put them outside. Sometimes you need to get rid of the unbelievers. Hallelujah. Unbelieving believers is the worst thing. Because when the 12 spies went and they brought an unbelieving report, the Bible called it an evil report. And you saw the two people who said that we are able to do this, they lived. Joshua and Caleb. Because they believed God. Caleb, it took him another 40 years. But when the Bible said that when Caleb was 85, he came to Joshua and said, I will go and take this mountain. Hallelujah. He said, I am as strong now as I was when I was 40, 45. I, had another, I, I, I don't see a lot of old men conquering. Oh, I love me some Caleb. An old man who can conquer. 85 years old, he went and took the mountain for God and for Israel. Hallelujah. And to the glory of God. Sometimes you have to get rid of the unbelievers. They give evil reports. Jesus put all of them outside. He didn't even take all the disciples with him. If you've noticed, whenever Jesus was going to do certain miracles, those three people he always takes with them, Peter, James, and John. Because they had some faith. Hallelujah. Their faith was not strong, but some faith. Hallelujah. So, and then Jesus took the child. It was, I, I tell you, the hand was cold. It was cold. But then he said, Arise. He said, Child, arise. Tabitha, come. Arise. This morning, let every death situation in this place be arisen in the name of Jesus by faith in the word of God. He said, arise. Arise. This morning, we are going to arise. And we are going to press on. 
and fight the fight of faith in Christ Jesus for the upper hall of God. Hallelujah. This morning, we are not going to give up. But the situation, we are going to look at it. And we are going to call things which are not as if they are. When Jesus looked at And the Bible says that when he said, listen, look at the situation. You are talking to a dead person. Do you think they will hear you? But he spoke to a dead person. He didn't pray for her to rise up and to tell her. He didn't pray for her to open her eyes and tell her to arise. But as dead as the situation was, he took the word of faith and the word of God. He looked at her dead. She can't heal, but he spoke to her. He said, arise, little girl. I tell you, no matter how dead the situation is, there is power in the word of God to make the situation come alive in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. We are going to fight the good fight of faith. Hallelujah. The devil might win round one. He might take a few. He might surprise us sometimes. But oh, we have a Jesus. We have a Jesus who is our high priest. In Hebrews 6.12, he said that do not be lazy. Do not be lazy. Hebrews 6.4 But imitators of those who through faith and endurance they inherit the promise. And the promise, I told you, the promise of Abraham was for the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. Promise of health. Promise of abundance. So we wake up and we say, the Lord is my shepherd. Oh, I shall not want. He leads me the path of righteousness. He will lead me to still waters. Hallelujah. This morning, because of Jesus and the precious blood, we are righteous. First of all, don't let the, 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 the righteousness is not our own. We are putting on Jesus. Hallelujah. This morning, because of Jesus, we are the members of the household of God. You are a child of God. You are an offspring of God because of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. This morning, because of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he is on our side. And he is on our side. And not only that, he that is in us. Oh, I said he that is in us is greater than you. For we have overcome the devil because he that is in us is greater than he that is in the world. And that is what Jesus did. Jesus looked at the situation. He said, my father, he said, for God was in Christ. Hallelujah. So he said, he that is in me is greater than this situation. Arise. Hallelujah. This morning, God wants you to know that because of Jesus, our high priest, he will never leave us nor forsake us. This morning, God wants us to know 
that because of Jesus, his sweet-smelling sacrifice on the cross of Calvary, that paid for all our sins, because of the substitutionary work of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we are winners and not losers. Hallelujah. This morning, because of the blood, we shall not want. We are overcomers. As hard as the situation will look, we shall press on in Christ Jesus. Shall we be on our feet?